This is Sabrina. And this is Shauna. Thank you for joining us on Hoots, the podcast, the stories of the ordinary, the travel (laughs) with two owls. Older, wiser lesbians. It's a very long title. It is. I think we need to really kind of rework it, think through it, something about it. Okay, well, we'll do that. We'll do that later. Because if somebody says, hey, there's this really new podcast I want you to listen to it, it, it shouldn't be such an effort to like spit it out what the name of it is do you think that it's too cumbersome hoots the podcast yeah the i don't stories know well, of do the we ordinary. need the podcast i think it's assumed hoots stories of the ordinary it's getting there it's getting there with two owls no 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 yeah see then it gets to be too much I think some, we, we, we need to like take this offline as we say in our, in, in business and like think through the integration of hoots and older, wiser lesbians. There's something there. And then stories of the ordinary. Okay. We'll do that. We're going to get some insights. Yeah, so stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned. We might be asking for some, you know, input from our listeners. Yes. We're all about that. Collaborative with our listeners. Today we are um, traveling to Amsterdam, so this is the Amsterdam edition, part one, and we want to take you with us on our trip. Yay! Flight 892 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to the gate. So we're gonna we're gonna just take you everywhere. We're gonna rate where we go. You know how this works. It's a, it's one through five stars. Yep, that's the scale. Sometimes a million stars. Yes, if it's extraordinary. And we're gonna just you know have you there with us, just like Rick Steves does. We're gonna have you in our backpack. So, um, if Rick Steves was an old wise lesbian, this would be like a he, Rick Steves show. He kind of looks like one now. Yeah, he does. Do you want to? Tell the listeners who Rick Steves is, because maybe not everybody is a nerd like us. Yeah, so if you... Um, Rick Steves, I think, would be Bill Nye the Science Guy of the travel world. Oh my God, that is such a good description. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know who Bill Nye the Science Guy is, you probably know who Rick Steves is. I don't... They. You know, I don't know if they run in the same circles, but it feels like I feel like you know, they're probably best friends in the universe, in the universe, and in the collective pop culture world. They're in the same kind of area, yeah, realm. But Rick Steves is exclusively a PBS guy, so public. Oh what yeah, is it public, public broadcasting <laughs> system? Yeah, no, PBS. Yeah, is that what I said? Yeah, not NPR. I'm thinking NPR. You said it right. PBS. Okay. PBS. Yeah. So like uh, free television guys. So Rick Steves. Um, is from here, the Northwest. He's from a, a sleepy suburb of the Northwest called Edmonds, which is a little up north where we live and where all seemingly the white people congregate. Um, there's a lot of Nordic humans up there. It's right by the water. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a little bit of a microcosm of Northern Europe. People just kind of get along in, in Edmonds. 
not a lot of friction up there. Anyways, that's where Rick Steves is from, but it really has nothing to do with it other than we're just telling you he's local. But he's actually an international phenomena, and he has made a living out of traveling around the world and uh, telling people about it. And, just like us. Yep, exactly. We're on, we're on the right path. <laughs> see, you're going to see the connections real shortly here. Um, and so he writes books, he does podcasts, and he does uh, shows that you can get, uh, you can buy on whatever. I think Sabrina calls it iTunes, even though iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Apple you know, TV. For wherever this you one. get your streaming, it's, um, it's very worth downloading a couple and watching it because he is super nerd. He wears the same pants every day, but he, in a good way. If he's listening, he's a nerd in a good way. Oh my god, I love nerds. Yeah, um, but he will give you. Uh, great stories of the places that he's gone and where he's going and make you want to travel there too. Yeah, and his whole thing is like don't pack it, uh, don't check any bags, right? We failed. Um, the, the dogs keep making noises, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Did you want to just go off to Amsterdam now? Well, yeah, I've been, you know, I'm on the edge of my seat over here. I'm excited to visit. Never been. Oh, my God. It was great. So, uh, let's see. Where do we start? We we started at the airport. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. At, no we started with does. the backpacks because of Rick Steves. Yes, We started exactly. with the backpacks. Yeah, we did. So, there was a lot um, hubbubaloo about these backpacks going into this. Um, we should know. I, I purchased really fancy backpacks that you they're, they're made for like quick travel don't check it everything you need's on your back you can hop onto trains because we're going to do a lot of train travel we got this backpack these backpacks like months before our trip and the whole like image was like we are going to be those humans that go to europe with just a backpack just like rick steve just says. like rick steve has trained us to do and we're going to live that life where we're hopping from train to train and we got a backpack and who cares if we wore these pants five days in a row. We're, you know, we're adventuring. So that was kind of the angle that we were going through. So Sabrina bought us some backpacks. And they were great backpacks. In true Sabrina fashion, she was like talking about these backpacks relentlessly for about three months prior to the trip. The one, thing, so I, you know, one thing I never did though what was, I deal with. was pre-pack and, and give it a... Give it a yeah, go. Well, there was discussion about packing, like pre-packing and doing practice, practice like prepping go. and all that. We never really got around that. We're busy people. Yeah. We have full-time jobs. But it was, we never, Sabrina never let go of this, like, we're going to be those people with the backpacks. And I don't know if this is the appropriate place for this, but my lovely wife, Sabrina, has a little bit of a funny thing about packing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I have some issues. <laughs> She's got some issues that... You know, when you're, you know, 28, whatever years into it, it's funny how you find out things about each other that you just really never knew. But yeah. somehow in, in our life together, anytime the, the, the topic of packing comes up, I kind of proceed cautiously because there seems to be some sort of... It's a, mora it's a moral a issue A moral assessment of, you know, those who overpack are in the bad moral bucket and those who pack 
underpack. Also bad. Also bad because you need to do better. But those who pack just right, you've hit like some like... Oh, you're going straight to heaven. <laughs> you're going straight to heaven. So like the pack, this was just another manifestation of this packing thing of like, oh, I know, I, I here it is. This is the perfect solution. The backpack it is going to be it. Solution. So you just need to know that that background around the back of the packing. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert! I hated the backpack. Yeah, I hated it. So mo, but <laughs> in typical Sabrina fashion. The night before, we we were all packed. We're all packed. Backpacks are all packed. She packed hers days before. I packed mine. I wasn't packed because I packed the morning of. And then we wake up the next morning and Sabrina says, I haven't slept all night. <laughs> I was like, why? You know, because usually there's, it could be one of 25 reasons why she hadn't slept all night. But this time it was because, why didn't you sleep all night? Because I was afraid that I didn't want to carry the backpack and I should have listened to myself. In my yeah. dreams. Yeah. So she woke up and entered into this trip to the airport very trepidatious about the decision around the backpack. Yeah. I immediately hated it. <laughs> but you know what? I think I have the wrong microphone. I want to switch microphones. Because oh you have, you have, the, you have the talking microphone and I have this. Well, I'm, we're both talking. Yeah, I know. But, but that's the you podcast ha- boss. I, this is the microphone. boss microphone. Okay. Yeah. So All I right, realized I switch, put the wrong switch, microphone. Let's switch. Oh, yeah, this microphone's much better. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell it's a different experience. Ooh, can smell people are barbecuing. Smells good. It's Memorial Day here. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. So uh, uh, what did you say to the veterans? Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, veterans. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we were at the airport. As you, as you do, and I had the backpack, and I said, Shauna, we have to check these. We're not going to carry them on. Yeah, because the whole thing was like, oh, we're just going to get on this airport, not check the bags, throw them up above the seat, and when we land, we get them, and off we go to our adventure. But Passengers, please remember not to leave your baggage unattended. So adjustment number one, which is, you know, it's all good. All plans get adjusted. It's yeah. like we're checking these suckers. Um, you do you do very well with my oh immediate, I have a lot of practice my immediate left turns yeah uh, but one of the the funniest things that happened to us at, at the Hudson News that's this door within the airport yeah so, uh, there was this you know we went to pay we bought some candy or whatever you buy we didn't I don't think we bought enough stuff for the for the airplane it's hard to prepare we're not like you know, we do have a travel podcast, but I'd say we're still in the beginning of our travel experience, like over the ocean. This is good, though. You people should buy more Yeah, candy. you need to, like, really think about the protein situation when you're bringing snacks onto the airplane. Because those... We bought stupid snacks. Yeah, we brought, like... Well, you brought, like, 25 bags of gummy worms. Oh, yeah. That you've since haven't stopped. I know. You've been in the zone, which is great. But, like, you know... I really love You, like, gummy, rediscovered gummy this love of gummy worms. And, um, and then we bought, like... 
silly goofy things, but like no protein or like healthy snacks. And and the food on the airplane, who did we fly with? We fl- fl- flew with Delta and the food is horrible. And also we paid for... It, it was a good flight though. I would give it a, good, a solid four Oh yeah, stars. I mean, I think the food is always like... I mean, I don't know. Is it ever good? I guess when you're in the lay down beds up way the fuck up front, it's probably good food. Maybe. Well, Barely. I think that. But you... is it worth $5,000? I don't think so. I don't know. Unless you're getting a massage too. But also we sat at the very front of Comfort Plus, which you can peer into the first class area. And then in front of that were the beds. So in the first class area. We were in the middle class. We were in the middle class and not the proletariats were behind us yes then we were middle class and then there was first class and, and then, then there was the one percenters the one percent up front so we could see the first classers and they got cloth napkins they got cloth but you guys they got the same food we did they had a bigger tv screen who cares and it was like a thousand dollar difference to get the same like you know knocky with the gross sauce it was pretty gross you know what rick steves would say I would put it in a backpack? What, what would he say? He would say, don't spend the money on that. Spend it when you get yeah, there. Yeah, see? Exactly. So anyways, so we were preparing, trying to get snacks. So tip number one, get more protein snacks because the food is terrible. Terrible. So, um, but as we were... Oh, oh wait. Hold pause. on. Pause. Somebody's getting ready to bark. So, so we're in line... With pay. all of our snacks to pay and all our my water. gummy worms, all your gummy worms and all the weird granola things that I thought was such a good idea, um, and then our water and the woman like beeping us out. They had self serve and the self serve was like it didn't work. It didn't work. So we go to the lady. Hudson News gets two stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we go to the lady who's checking us out. Not like checking us out, but like checking us out. She might have been checking. Well, us out. probably. Um, so and she's a. Uh, Seems like nice, friendly, um, per older, I want to say older woman, she probably was our age. Um, and she, there's this device next to the... <laughs> so you can pay with your card. You can pay with your card. And then there's this device like next to the card where you can put your hand palm Yeah, and it has on a, it. it. Like it reads your palm. And so you're paying with like your, your lifeline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we go, one of us goes, I don't know who says this, but... That's weird that you can pay with your palm. And she looked at us like... And I said, no, it was me. I said, do a lot of people pay with their palms? Yeah. And she said, oh, no. Mm-mm. Because... And then she made this gesture like you could slice off someone's hand and then just carry this... Yeah, this... just... Ima- she says, people don't want to give their palms out because can you just imagine... This is like what I read by her look and her gesture... Can you imagine if all of your financial like worth was attached to your palm? Then somebody would come and cut off, cut your, off hand. your hand, throw it in their backpack, and every time they needed to pay for something, they would pull out your bloody hand, <laughs> your decapitated, your decapitated hand. hand, and put it on the palm reader. That's everything that she said to me in that moment. And then she looked at me like, of course nobody's going to pay with their fucking palm. flag if somebody brings in a decapitated hand to pay for their gummy worm so 
Needless to say, we walked away from that encounter very confused because of her reaction to Sabrina's question about the palm. But also kind of concerned about the future of society. <laughs> but as if this was just a very logical next step. There's going to be people running around with bloody hands. Just decapitated hands. In their backpacks because their backpacks because they only took a backpack. I feel like if a cashier's at the cash register and someone pulls out a hand that's not their own, they should probably dial 911. They should at least tell her manager. Yeah. So anyway, we got on the plane. We ate our terrible snacks. It was 10 hours, I think. 10 hours. We put on our compression socks because we all saw that episode of Succession. Nobody wants to go down like that. I know. And you know what? When you're a young old, you really have to take these measure so you young people if you listen to this you guys are fine for a while but when you get to be a young old i recommend it you don't want to have a yeah get those compression socks because it happened to carrie fisher in real yeah in real life and then it happened to logan in fake life on succession so that's two people that's that's enough for me (laughs) me too it's worth it so then we landed in Amsterdam, and, and folks, I was in charge of setting up all of our excursions because uh, one thing that's different now than when Rick Steve started is that you have to make appointments everywhere. Everything's sold out unless you have a pre-appointment. And I just I got my time all mixed up, and I didn't know what day we were landing, so I made yeah, our first details. appointment. We landed at 9 a.m. I made our first appointment at 10 a.m., at the museum, which we cannot pronounce. The Rickadigvigs. That one. Oh, but we, you also just conveniently skipped over how we spent a good portion of that 10 hours talking about how you needed to immediately purchase a suitcase oh, yeah, when hate, we landed. Because I hated the backpack. Because we're still carrying the, the backpack uh, biggest regret energy into the airplane. <laughs> yeah. And for 10 hours... Uh, maybe, maybe. I slept here a and there. Bit. Yeah. I dozed off, so it had here to be closer to eight hours. We uh, parsed in conversation about the strategy around getting a suitcase I and think I, I throwing think we, the pack back into the. I think, didn't we pay for internet? River. I think I mapped all the suitcase stores near our hotel. Yeah, you were ready. I mean, you were ready to execute the minute we landed. So instead of like, oh, we're in Amsterdam. <laughs> Because this is how somebody works. We're in Amsterdam. It's a dream come true. Blah, blah, blah. Look at all. Uh, you know, it's more of like, where's the nearest suitcase store? But we found it, you guys. So as the dutiful wife and as somebody who works to silence the lambs, <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's get to that store. But Stat. Before we went to the store, we went to our 10 a.m. appointment at the Rikajavik, yeah. which is a fabulous museum that I have zero recollection of because I was so exhausted and out of my and mind. And thinking about the suitcase. And thinking about the suitcase, yeah. But what did we see? Remember? Oh my gosh, it was great. So, I don't know. There's something about uh, Amsterdam. The lighting is so nice. It's like it was, um, it was a beautiful sunny day. It's surrounded by the most beautiful gardens. It's gigantic. And you walk in and there's all this natural sunlight in there and it's kind of this open kind of lobby area. And then you walk from, like the middle is open and then you kind of walk around the perimeter from exhibit to exhibit. And we saw all of the Dutch masters. Oh yeah, that was really amazing. Which is great. And um, as you may or may not know, like one of their things is that they spent a 
considerable amount of time painting like peasant and regular human life, which was nice to see. It is. And it's one of the only reasons we know what happened yeah. during those Yeah, because six- guess what? They didn't have any cameras. They didn't have cameras. Yes. And they most of them didn't know how to read or write. Yes. So they didn't leave a lot of Yeah, notes. so we only have these paintings. So we went through... We, then there was, uh, what's his face? Rembrandt, the big Rembrandt was there. Doe je wel leuke dingen? En ik vond leren ook niet erg, dus... Oeh, moeilijke vraag. Uh, ja, basisschool wel. Ja, middelbare school iets minder. Ja. En waarom? Want dat was meestal een plek om bij vrienden samen te zijn. But it was yeah. great to see. It, so was, it was real big, too. Yeah. And then we saw, like... Is that the one where we saw the Amsterdam picture of going over the bridge after, like, they the camera came out? That was a really good one. I impressionists. We saw some Impressionists, some Post-Impressionists. and I think that was where we saw that one. And I'll have to look up the name of the artist because it was really cool. And then we saw... We, we wanted to see the Vermeer exhibit, but we couldn't get in because it was sold out like yeah, it was a Madonna they, show. It sold out like the minute that it started and it sold out till it, it leaves. So we went to Amsterdam knowing we were not going to see Vermeer. We also could not get tickets to the Anne Frank house. Which is really sad. It was sold out and we, I mean, sad in comparison. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like that sad compared to, you know. Living in the attic for two yes, years. Yes, that's, that's really sad. Um, but we wanted to see the sadness. And uh, it is apparently the biggest ticket. In the city, and so there wasn't a secondary market for Anne Frank, which I feel like would just feel funny anyways. Have a paint a markup? Paint a markup like it's a Madonna show or something. But, you know, I I did read the book. Did you read the book? No, nobody read to me, nor did I read anything as a child. So I kind of have an idea. And then I I did show you YouTubes of... Yeah, well, because we knew going in we weren't going to get it because we've been trying for months to get into Anne Frank. And so um, I was lucky enough to be shown YouTubes of the entire exhibit and experience in the attic, along with just wonderful commentary by, you know, experts that were, you know, hours long. (laughs) So that, you know, my cup filleth, runneth over with that information. For all those folks who are planning to go to Amsterdam, you cannot buy your tickets early enough to the Anne Frank house. No, I feel, is this getting boring? Yeah, it's a hundred percent boring. What are you gonna do to make it not boring? I, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> well, I hope you do. But something. this is a travel episode so for older, people, wiser lesbians. So there's gonna need be to something know. boring about yeah. it. People need to know that things sell out, and Frank is gonna yeah, sell it's, out. It's very good practical. I mean, I haven't even started about how Amsterdam was originally a small fishing village yeah, in the 12th let's century. Skip that. Let's skip that. So okay. um, the canals and all that were very beautiful. They right? were really pretty. The bikes will fucking fuck you up. So watch out, man. Like, you got to pay attention. You have to, have, mm-hmm. like, be in on your game when you're crossing the streets because there's cars and bikes to deal with. And, and light rails. Light rails just running in the middle of the street. So when we were planning to go, I was like, Shauna, we are going to rent bikes and we're going to ride around and we're going to go to all our destinations on bicycle. With our backpack. With our backpack. And um, the minute we got there, there was... Like, there's more bikes than people. They're... Everything's flat, so I guess it's easy to yeah, ride. Yeah, it's like barely hard to ride a bike there, so it's not that And they just, they stop for nothing. They do not no. stop. And I found the 
the Northern Europeans to be not really friendly, but not mean. They were just very aloof. Yeah. No, I have that in our outline. Yeah, they see. just kind of were like... Dutch culture, not the warmest people to chat with. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I, yeah. Also, I also have they're the tallest people. Oh, I've my God. Seen. So tall. So we... we, we Check into our hotel, which is a really nice hotel. Oh yeah, what was the name? The Hoxton. That got five stars. It was uh, it was pleasant. Mm-hmm. The room was large. Everything was attractive. Really good drinks. Very the, hip. The lights worked correctly. Very cozy. And so, but the one thing which doesn't affect the stars, it's just kind of funny, is that the mirror was so fucking high in the bathroom because everybody oh, there is really that's tall. That's right. I forgot about that. And we're not tall. People. Yeah. So I only saw my nose, like yeah, from my nose time. up. Yeah. Like so, that was pretty funny. But yeah, that was a good hotel. Let's see what else I have. Discuss the landmarks. <laughs> they have the Van Gogh Museum. We got tickets to the Van Gogh Museum. I I recommend it. We saw a lot of art this trip. A lot of art because in Amsterdam was just our our beginning, you know, because eventually we went to then we went to Belgium and then to Paris, which art 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 everywhere. And I was still like me personally, like during this time, Amsterdam, I was still like delighted by the art that we were seeing. I went to a weird dark place in Paris with the art because I had enough of white people history oh um, yeah but we'll talk about that during the but Paris episode. there's something about the dutch art where it's focused on peasants yeah that at least there, there was that, that brings something and it wasn't to the table there was not a lot of jesus which was great because yeah, they're I have atheists that in my outline where, where is it yeah we're hopping around the outline so dutch culture very secular city no catholic art <laughs> there you go <laughs> there great. it is in a nutshell in one statement yeah um which was refreshing but honestly i after i got caught up with my sleep a little i kind of missed the catholic art yeah we did yeah so we got plenty of that down the road on our trip um yeah and um well we went on a we went on a canal cruise that i highly recommend and sabrina had you know she had planned this ahead oh because i bought the van gogh museum tickets and it said, would you like to add a lover's cruise? But I saw, would you like to add a cruise? And so I clicked yes. And then I was like, a lover's cruise? I don't want to go on a lover's cruise. It's going to be all straight people, like on, on their, their honeymoon. Yeah, gross. And then we're going to be like there just, you know, 28 years in, holding hands. <laughs> Cranky old lesbians. Yeah, with comfortable shoes. I actually wore comfortable shoes the whole trip. I got some of the... What are they called? Hocus? Yeah. Five stars. Fucking five stars, man. They were so great. And we walked like nobody's business. 20 plus steps a day, people. Just like tearing up that town with our feet. It was amazing. Yeah, that was great. And, you know, because there's no hills, so it's just like super easy. And we couldn't rent the bikes because we didn't want to die. Yeah, and and I don't think there's... I think we tried to call Uber once and they never showed up because it's like too hard. Well, the town is... I mean, it's it's old, so the, all the roads are tiny, and then they have all those canals, so everything's one way. And like, if one car stops in the canal, it'll back up traffic forever. Yeah. And we would time it on my telephone or your telephone, and it would be like it takes twenty minutes to walk, and it takes twenty minutes to Uber. Yeah. And you know, it's a very well organized city. Like they all work. I got this feeling with these people in Amsterdam. You know, having really no knowledge of them and it being my first time there 
but you know, I feel like I was summing up their existence in the first 10 minutes and they seem like really like content people. I think you, it's probably the socialist Yeah, you medicine. could tell that these people like, you know, they don't have the, the strife that certain Americans do and they've got their needs met in terms of healthcare and they probably, you know, get 50 weeks off for vacation. Who knows? I did have that also. Probably take naps during the day. Probably work a four-day work week. All that stuff. So, you know, they seem like they're living good lives, but what have they invented? Nothing. (laughs) Let's see. I have this. Not the worst people. Have they invented anything? Tallest people. Oh, we saw not one homeless person. Yeah, no. So did we, we, we saw one person. No, that was Paris. We didn't see any homeless yeah. people. I saw homeless people in Paris, but not in numbers like we have here in Seattle. <laughs> no, there's no RVs parked along the canals where people were living out of them. That wasn't a thing. No. But you know, it was funny on the canals when people would park their cars for temporary purposes, not for living purposes. There was no blocker between no, like, the bumpers. edge of the street and the canal. Yeah, I took a picture of that because I was like, in the U.S., we would drive right in. Yeah, and then sue the shit out of the city. I feel, I feel like there's probably not the same litigation yeah. culture in Amsterdam because everything seemed kind of dangerous. Yeah, like you just walk down the street and there's a light rail and a bike and a car and you just got to like figure your shit out. Um, but yeah, no homeless people. I was not afraid of being shot. And and those are things here that that I really, I am concerned with. Well, yeah, we didn't, when we went into uh, any big place, you didn't really kind of, which you kind of do here, map out your exit strategy if there was an active shooter. You didn't do that there. It's true. But back to the Van Gogh Museum, five stars loved it. There was no starry night, though. There's no starry night. We saw that later on the trip. Um, It was on loan. To pair to uh, the, the Dorsey. Dorsey, yeah. Um, but the Van Gogh Museum was interesting. Like, again, like, I don't know if I knew or ever thought about Van Gogh. Yeah, I always liked him. But, you know, he's real famous. Yeah, I don't know why I, w- I never really got into him. But um, the uh, he led an interesting life. Yeah, I feel like I learned more about him. He seemed like a fucking weirdo, but. Yeah, he was. He cut off his ear and Yeah, stuff. he's a little dramatic. But his paintings were real great. We saw the potato. Yeah, that's one, one of my favorites. We saw the um, sunflowers. Yeah, there's and, all And on the audio guide, there. remember, it says, enjoy the sunflowers and then move out the way, motherfucker. Yeah. So someone can see it from behind <laughs> yeah. you. People crowd around that like it's, I don't know, like it's a Taylor Swift or something. Yeah, we, we did not make it to the Royal Palace, but I've read it's great. So you guys, but we did go on a canal cruise though. We didn't go on the lovers cruise because oh, I didn't want to deal with all the straight people. Yeah, and so Canoodling. we booked another cruise. It was a wine and cheese cruise. Wine and cheese cruise, much more. That one style. was legit. That was nice. It was at sunset. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely. Oh my gosh. Well, so what's next on the the outline here? Well, we kind of are actually jumping around a bit, but um, we just finished Van Gogh, five stars, Royal Palace, didn't see it, canal system man-made do we have anything about the canal system um it was pretty oh yeah it was a it was it was a pretty thing yeah and it was you know didn't stink it did not stink i did see that it's called the venice of the north and i can understand why yeah and they um can you hear the neighbors building their house they've been building their house for months yeah um the cars parked close made me nervous houses were very tall and skinny tall and skinny houses 
Yeah, they're known for their tall and skinny houses. They're it's very photogenic, but we learned why they're tall and skinny. Yeah, please tell us why. I feel sarcasm. <laughs> um, because when they were being built, they were taxed on the width of the front of the building. So they're avoiding taxes. And also they were, they slanted forward. Yeah, they were all crooked. Why was that again? Because um, they had, during the spice trade of the 1600s. Yeah. They had to like, you know. They had to take the spice way up to the top. Yeah, so they had to like. By a hook. Levy, or, you know, use a hook and a rope. So. Then, when we were walking around one day, we saw the people moving out of their we house. We saw some kids, like teenage, well, like young people, like 20-ish, moving out of their house. And they had a rope and a piece of furniture, and they were, like, luring it up and down. Yeah, because you can't, because they're so skinny, you can't fit them in, yeah, you so know, and up, up the, the stairs. Window. That was wild. Um, let's see, Dutch culture, they don't work for tips. Yeah, because, you know, they have to have all their needs met. So. Yeah, so. And they definitely don't work for tips. Yeah, from cut. a service perspective. Again, not like mean or rude, but just like Very maybe aloof. like we were interrupting something when you asked for a thing. Yeah, they're a little they're kind of aloof. Yeah. Um which is fine. Which is like, you know, in this the, you know, here obviously we're like a little weird about service and we take it to a really weird level. But also people are working for tips in a not good way because they have no you know hourly wage yeah exactly but the people the when we get to the Paris section everybody there was very but you know like super helpful and engaging but like in really good service but i don't know they might be working for tips i think it's customary to to pay like five or ten percent yeah we asked chat gpt that's what it said us told us yeah and in amsterdam they say forget it i got a bike yeah i've got health care i don't need your fucking if it's really good service so we didn't see any homeless people, weren't afraid of getting shot. Food is bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, the food is horrible. So I guess the food from other, like, people who are there making food from other countries is good. But, like, the... Even those I found just to yeah. be average. Maybe we weren't going to the right place. But the Dutch food, oh, my God, the bitter ballin', do not fucking do it. It's so disgusting. What did you say about it? It's it. I bit into it, and it was, like, warm cat food. Deep yeah, but you said it's... It's like walking into a fart. Someone else's fart. Somebody else's fart. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. So bitterballin is deep fried meat mush. Ooh. With no flavor because also they don't have a lot of spices. Yeah, considering... You, know, you think they would with all of the houses that we The spice forward. trade. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, are you with me? I'm with you. You want to describe what we what we ordered? It's some Dutch food, I think, except for the spring rolls maybe aren't yeah, Dutch. spring rolls, fried shrimp, I don't know if that's really Dutch. But the bitterballen. Bitterballen, and then the weird cheese. Yeah. Like so weird. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah. Dutch food hungry. is weird. Yeah, a little underwhelming. Okay, let's hit it. Okay, let me get your take. So you're starting with the cheese dip. <laughs> and dipped it in something. Took a bite. Verdict? Uh, good. It was like um, a mozzarella stick, but with, those are my favorite. But with um, a sharper cheese inside, because it's Dutch, and then a like a tortilla on the outside as opposed to breaded stuff. All right. Okay, I'm gonna hit it. Oh, good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Seems to be a real lack of napkins in this country. <laughs> 
Well, I think it's just that the Europeans are just so delicate. They just don't ever need to wipe their hands. I mean, I'm, I'm eating one little shrimp. I'm making a mess. I'm, I'm covered in, like, sauce. I'm about to hit the bitter ball. I'm a little afraid. The bitter ball, I think you're going to like. Okay. It's, it we don't know what kind of meat it is? No, they never say. Put it in the mustard? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Is it good? or? Nope, I don't want that. Is it not good? Oh, no, it's cool. <laughs> it's like fucking cat food inside. <laughs> gross. <laughs> I'm going to have this other shrimp. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go away. This is gross. <laughs> Dutch food is different. <laughs> it's like walking into a warm fart. It's so gross. <laughs> Just like, what happened? Somebody else's fart lingering. That's what the bitter bones like. Ew. <laughs> I think it's starting to rain. I like the cheese sticks. I love the cheese sticks. So the food, I, I, I don't give any stars. I don't think I had a meal there that I <laughs> love. stars. Well, um, yeah, I don't think so either. We went and found some ice cream that was pretty good, but it wasn't like Ireland good. Yeah. We, now we just sound like a bunch of assholes who just like shitting on Amsterdam. We got to like okay. up, our, up our celebratory stuff. What a privilege to be able to go to Amsterdam. Well, though. sure, but this this is a travel. People oh, yeah, need yeah, to yeah. know. I guess you have to be People critical. need to know. People need to know. I, no bitter balling. I give the canal cruise four and a half stars. Yeah, it was, and, the, and the hotel was five out of five. So, yeah. Yeah, so the food is zero stars. And in terms of like attractive beauty, five out of five. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. The city is gorgeous. And, then, and very oh, walkable. So walkable. So pretty. Oh, my gosh. And all the museums and all the art and all the flowers. But you know what? What? You know what I give a negative stars to? What? They're public toilets. Oh, yeah. Well, if you remember from the Ireland podcast, Ireland had... It's really hard to beat Ireland. Once you've been to the pinnacle of excellent toilet life, yeah. which they had in Ireland, it's hard. Everything pales in comparison. It's true. But and I want to know because I don't toilet as much as she does. Well, no, these were the men's toilets. Do you remember? We were walking around. Oh, and wait, just... was that? Yeah, there's these men. Was that? That was in Amsterdam, yeah, where they just have a hole and they say, go toilet in this hole. Yeah, and it's, you can. The... Number one only. Hopefully. Good Lord. <laughs> they have, it's a, it blocks them in the mid area. So from the waist up, you can see them. And from the knees down, you can see them. And then there's like this covering just in the middle and then you can see a stream of urine hitting anyway i'm gonna and you walk right by it yeah you could splash you could get in the splash zone of that sucker i would lose my shit if that happened but um those were sprinkled around the city good for the dudes yeah who knows where the women pee yeah i couldn't find any place equivalent um that was when we get we got off the 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 cheese the wine and cheese boat thing and kind of made our way up to the, uh, whatever you call it, a dock, I guess, on the side of the street. Yeah, the and there was a huge techno festival oh for my the God. gays. That was wonderful. Oosh, like, oosh, oosh, yeah, oosh, we walked oosh, right into oosh. that. And that's where we saw the, you know, the line of gay men looking to pee. It, it was, um, we went and we hung out a little bit. It was all drag queens and it was, uh, 
you know, it hit me a little bit because of what's happening here with the southern states and the drag yeah. laws and anybody listening who's not in the U.S., like, the shit's getting weird over here. It really is. I, I, I felt when we when they first uh in here in the asados unidos in the states when they first said oh the gays can get married which was like i don't know 2013 2013 2012 somewhere whatever it was i thought this feels too soon i felt like it was just such a huge like shift and it's we've done a lot like you know we obviously got married and it's normal to say your wife and husband when you know for same-sex partners and there's still like a lot of progress. It's been normalized, I think, and that was really, really helpful. But I also felt like this isn't the end of the story. Will and Grace made it better. <laughs> yeah, so Ellen and everybody made it better. But like, still, like these fuckers aren't going down with a fight without yeah. a fight. And guess what? Yeah, no, they're doing so, it now. So it's it's terrible in Florida and Texas and some random southern states that I don't pay attention to. And uh, and being in Amsterdam, I felt the difference and then I started thinking to myself self you know we were raised in the United States with this narrative of we're the most free country we're the yeah. most we we're have the best we're the best we're the we're, winners we're the only free like I don't know why people think we're the only free country like everybody <laughs> in Amsterdam was pretty fucking free I know it's the fucking rhetoric but anyway I felt a I felt like if the conservatives in our country could afford to and had interest in traveling, maybe eh, we would be a better country. Yeah, well, I think it's just more of just like, it. yeah, I, I agree. It's just like seeing other cultures and people living their lives and it helps all these with tall, perspective. Tall standoff <laughs> like, people. It's dancing, just not all about you, you know. Dancing to the drag queens. Anyway, that was great. Um I think we're kind of, I, re, I, re, I think we're running out of time, but I want to say that. What else did we do? Oh, we went to, are we, do we have other things to talk about? We're getting, this is getting kind of long, so we need to do a part two. Oh, okay. But um, I want to just leave with saying that coffee shops do not sell coffee. <laughs> they do not. It's, um, they sell um, marijuana products and also mushrooms. So crazy. Yeah, could you imagine walking around all... This is where it gets really owly around here. I know. Like, <laughs> I've got my fuck? compression socks. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck wants to buy mushrooms? Oh, my God. I bet the young people do. Well, yeah, but it's such a commitment. To walk around, like, on an 18-hour high? Well, no, that's acid. Oh. Mushrooms are more... I don't know. It's a shorter time frame. A 10-hour high? Maybe probably 68 hours. A 68-hour high? Six to eight hours high, but then it goes up and down, whereas acid is just like pure intensity for 18 hours. So for the listeners, which would you recommend? Well, I I don't like the mushroom high because it's too, like, physical. Mm -hmm. The, um, your body, like, goes through all these, like, situations along, because, you know, you ingest it and all this stuff. The acid high is, like, if you have, if you control your environment and you're doing a thing, like going to a festival or whatever, it is just like, because it's synthetic. So it's like, like, just like, it feels more predictable. Okay. And manageable. So there's, there's your unasked for mushrooms versus acid. Acid advice. wins. Acid, acid wins. wins. But, you know, do it like once every 10 years. 
so let's just recap real quick. We have food is bad. Cutting off people's hands to pay for your stuff is bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it, but it's apparently right around the corner with this new technology. And Frank House, I wish we could have gone to buy your tickets early. No secondary market. Van Gogh Museum is five stars. Go to that. Yep, he's weird. The Rick and Javik, five stars. Go to that. Oh, it was great. Canal Cruise, five stars. Go to that. I think Amsterdam is getting great reviews. Yeah, I think so. It's just the food is not the best, and you could get injured if you're not paying attention. Yes, you have to pay attention. So so don't do the mushrooms or you'll be distracted. We didn't even talk about how you ran and got a suitcase and carried it around the city. That'll be on part two. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hoots, the podcast, Stories of the Ordinary, the Travel Edition, Amsterdam, Part 1. I do hope you were taking notes. I hope you got some good tips and you know what to look for and what to do when you get to Amsterdam. It's a great city. Uh, there will be a Part 2 in a week or two or four, eight, um, you know, whenever. And um, yeah, Amsterdam got five out of five stars except for the bitter ballin i don't recommend that hoots the podcast is an independently produced podcast and if you have it in your heart to leave a good review at the itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts that would be swell uh what else do i have for you real quick i think that's it just you know go to amsterdam but wait till the next episode posts because we're gonna have a couple more tips for you All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. There's something happening here in in, um, Netherlands slash Holland, and they live a very good life. They all seem very... It's the socialized healthcare. (laughs) They all seem very content. It's the high living wages. Really good skin. Yeah, that might be the milk. And then just like fit and seem fairly like just happy in the universe. I don't think anybody drives here. I see a million bicycles everywhere, and it's terrifying. Yeah, but it's just fascinating. Like, I don't think any of them worry about somebody coming in and opening fire on any, you know, restaurant they're in at any minute. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think any of them are going to a restaurant or a movie theater and kind of, in the back of their mind, have their exit strategy for when there is the inevitable situation i think they just worry about having their bicycle stolen yeah there's a lot of bikes but they're not locking them up so they're you know some of the bikes weren't locked up i don't know i feel like that's probably like not the smartest thing but you know i feel like confident i feel like we'd be funnier right now if we hadn't had slept last night like there's <laughs> the jet legs are real well, we can't be funny all the time right i guess you're right we're on day three we talked to um 
uh, person from the States at our breakfast place, and they told us day three is a problem. And then upon reflection, it was like, you know what? Day three has always been a problem. So now we know. Day three. Yeah, we're on day three. See you guys on day four. folks this is sabrina and this is shauna and we're um two wise old lesbians i'm gonna start this oh why that was good goodbye